millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, racing clearly sears through your veins, but when did you first realise you could make a living out of it? Well, um, making a living was always uh, um, difficult. Um, because there's elements of what is making a living. Is it struggling that you're actually starving and you're able to just say that you're making a living? But where I made the chance, I, I uh, won a championship in Ireland um, and then I won a former Atlantic championship with half in Britain and half in Ireland and some races in Europe. And then this guy, um, George Mackin, who was the head of Marlborough at the time, and um, he wanted somebody to help create a brand called raffles and uh, he used he asked me would I help him because I had as far as he was concerned I had the gift of the gab and the blarney and all that sort of I don't of know what he's stuff. talking about uh, he didn't know he was completely <laughs> a bad judge of character but anyway he put me together with James Hunt now if you could imagine uh, James Hunt what and a combo. I that would be a, not a combo made in heaven but it <laughs> turned out to be magical and I adored wow. every moment yeah. that I had with that man and um, we started a brand called raffles and that worked and part of the payoff was that I did, um, I was part of the Marlborough World Championship team and there were some unbelievable people in there. At the time, of course, none of them uh, were world champions and they didn't have a clue. I certainly didn't have a clue. All I knew was that these were incredibly quick drivers and James was one of them. Uh, Nicky Lauda was the other, uh, Emerson Fittipaldi, um, Alan Prost, and we know that they all became world champions and I certainly didn't. But what I learned by being part of that mechanism, by being part of that team, both from a uh, technical point of view, uh, structure point of view, seeing how it was mm. organised, and in particularly on a marketing point of view. I learned so much. Mm. And I said, well, clearly I'm not as good as these. But I, wasn't, I didn't know how good they were. Um, I wasn't to know that each and every one of them were going to become world, multiple world champions in many cases. Um, but the fact that I was in that team was a godsend to me. I, I, I felt that this was a privilege. You'd pay fortune mm. to be in a school of that ilk, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but uh, that's how it happened. And, and fast forward to 91, where you've got your name emblazoned on the side of the car. How much of a kick was that? Well, you say that, but, you know, the real... If I'm, if I'm to look back over times that I had, I would say my, my favourite time in racing was prior to that. Um, so the uh, coming in and starting the team in, in 81 finished the racing yeah 81 82 I found Senna and brought him to Macau in 83 I mean, that is crazy you have been associated with some of the biggest uh, names the in the first sport. time Senna drove a Formula yeah. 3 car was at Silverstone in May in June 1982 
That's Amazing. a long time ago. Yeah. And he had just come, he'd been testing for Russian Green in the morning in Formula 2000. He'd never driven a Formula 3 car. So I reached out to him and said, listen, why don't you come and drive this for me? And, of course, um, we became friends, good friends, and we went to Macau with Dickie Bennett for the Marlboro team, which I still stayed close to, and we won Macau. And did you and see straight away this, this talent? Was it yeah. really? Wow. And, uh, you know, we, we can roll it on for seven years more, but actually a colleague of yours was in between uh, because he'd never driven. In fact, he'd only ever done motorcycles, but I'd kind of known his dad before he died, and that was Graham Hill's mm, son, Damon. Damon. Yeah. Uh, and uh, how things, you know, roll out in, in 85 in Donington Park, the first time he drove uh, a Formula 3 car was a Jordan car. Um, so that was another world champion. Uh, and then how ironical, ironic should it be that he, he should come back and win our first ever Grand Prix. So, you know, a lot of love, a lot of memories, mm. and um, you're talking about the gig here tonight. He's going to help me on stage tonight, and hopefully ah, he's going to interview some of my kids for me. Um, along with Suggs from Madness, so that should be a nice little combo. We'll see how they get on together. Wow. Anyway, and then, of course, uh, you're right, 91 and Michael Schumacher was a different thing. It was Formula One. That was pressure, pressure, pressure. Yeah. And um, so... Um, but, I mean, how much of a coup, though, to give so Schumacher his debut in Formula One? That's something that... Well... Must always. Mm, yeah, but you know, no. he, it wasn't. That wasn't an easy time for me. We were absolutely skint. Well, you lost uh, him straight afterwards, didn't you? To well, we lost him straight afterwards. A lot of people don't actually realise the, the race he was to due to do, which was Spa, um, because of Gasho. And then again, the funny thing is, Gasho should have been here, but Mr. Plane from Dubai today. Uh, and Gasho and I are good friends, even though he said for years and years that I, uh, I it was a contributory factor in him being um, banged up in the nick uh, in England and he got 18 remember months, that. remember? Yes, yeah, 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 of <laughs> and, course. Uh, so, and his daughter is the most amazing, gorgeous singer. Um, she's here tonight. And so anyway, <laughs> this is a coming. small world. They're it's all amazing. coming. All the hangers-ons. And then I just bludgeon them into coming and helping my <laughs> charity. Anyway, so the, the fact, we just go back a little bit to the Senate, the, the 80s. So, you know, there was... I won a championship with Johnny Herbert. I had Jean Alessi. I met Martin Donnelly. And then there was Damon Hill. Um, obviously, in 83, I had Brundle. Yeah. So all your colleagues, yeah. um, each and every one of them, I used to kick their ass. So make sure you, <laughs> when you're next on the next show with them, you tell them. Because, um, um, you know, they came and they were all brilliant in their own right. Mm. Um, I felt that Johnny Herbert was probably as close to Senna and Schumacher as anybody else. Wow. He was that good. Wow. Uh, he didn't apply himself in the same way, um, but he had bundles of natural ability. Yeah. Of course, then he had that big accident yeah. in our car in Brands Hatch, and that was a shocker. Um, but then he went off, and, and um, you know, we went to Benetton, and mm. he went to this and that. The other Peter Collins took him under his wing, and uh, he did so well. Um, and I'm so happy I see him. Obviously, every time I had a Grand Prix, yeah. I see him there. And yeah. um, I love Johnny. He lived with us for a long time and as a family um, because he just felt comfortable. Our kids, the girls were growing up, and, and Johnny was there for them. Yeah. And he had big, long, blonde, curly hair, and they used to just... He'd sit there like a just just a normal guy and they'd be putting rollers in his hair and <laughs> oh he would have loved that oh he just me. we still do it to him now girls, come on perfect for him <laughs> but, he, oh, he's, but they, he's they were the magic joy. days for me yeah. because we were living in a trailer um, uh, it, it wasn't long before that you know I, I was driving 
uh, a truck with a caravan on the back and Marie and I and, and Zoe was born then she, we would live in the caravan and uh, roll the car out make some money go on to the next race but this was all in Europe and I think Britain never quite did that because you used to do the race and come back no matter how long the drive was at least you get home mm. but that wasn't the case you'd be in Sandvoort one day which is in Holland and the next day you could be in northern Italy the next week and you just drive between the two and hopefully somebody would come with money to very seldom would I have a driver for the season I mean it was a guy here and a guy there mm. and somewhere there and they'd pay you for that and if they were good enough you get prize money and then you wouldn't leave the circuit without getting nowadays it's all transfers from banks to banks at that stage you wouldn't leave the track until they paid you and because you wouldn't have the money to go well, down nice the road. Nice envelopes. Well, London. no, it was all legit and all clear. This is this is your money for yeah. fifth place, and you wait for the money, and you'd have enough to get petrol to go. Wow. You know, you'd be in you'd be in Mizano one day in yeah. west, the east part of Italy, uh, near Ancona, and the next thing you'd be in Sicily for the next race. And um, that's how it went. And you know, the, so Johnny Herbert knows all about that. And then I had a, a European team, uh, Jean Alessi, Martin Donnelly, and they were all guys. And that was the most fascinating time I absolutely loved. My memories of that now are probably the best of ever. Formula One was far too serious, far too stressful, mm. far too money-orientated. Bernie had it by a stranglehold. I absolutely love Bernie, but, you know, uh, you never knew from one end of the week to the other whether you would be able to survive it. And, and people often say to me, what was the best part of Formula One? Mm. And I said to survive it. Um, that's true you know to actually make it from one end to the other without going bankrupt as a private individual because mm. it was a private team we didn't have big manufacturers we didn't have any other major partners so we did it it was Marie and I uh, I'd come home she didn't really want to hear about the detail of the, the aggravation factor and just coming back to the Michael Schumacher uh, what people may not fully understand and why would they I suppose because they don't know but when he did his first ever try. The Friday, he didn't do the test on the Friday. And the reason being was because the bailiff had come and locked the doors of the truck and we weren't able to let them until Bernie got enough money from the people at the gate to pay the bailiff off, which allowed the locks off the truck, roll the car out and put the car on the track. That's true. I mean, you say, and you're looking back on it now, and it's obviously incredible stories and memories, but that must have been stressful at the time. You've got a young family trying to put food on the table, and you don't even know if you're going to race that weekend to, to generate enough cash well, to feed your kids. Uh, I've been very, very fortunate in terms of health-wise, uh, and I've only been really ill once, and that was in 91, and there is absolutely no doubt about my mind that the stress and mm. the illness was directly linked really? to the financial stress of Formula mm. One. Mm. And people talk about stress of this, that and the other. But when you've got a number of people, and at that time I probably had less than 100 people working, but you've got suppliers and staff and sponsors and people and uh, their wives and their kids going to school, and you realise how many people are semi-dependent yeah. on yeah. you or fully dependent on you, and you realise, man, this is so stressful and yeah. um, the obligation of finding money to pay them every week and one of the great feelings of satisfaction that when I'm in a paddock and I'm walking up and down like I was last weekend in Singapore um, not one person who's ever worked for Jordan can say that I owe them money not one person not one supplier not one everyone got paid yeah. and you know when I now reflect back over what people maybe sometimes unfortunately have been in a bad position have, have left me short of money and haven't paid me but I paid 
Jordan Grand Prix paid mm. every single Mm. And that's why I can go into any motorhome, yep. yep. I can go up and down the place. So that gives me great satisfaction. And you can sleep easy at night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.